When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's great. Are you you're just in you're in hog heaven right now. I'm <laughs> I'm rolling around in in a in yeah. a puddle of my own making. And <laughs> Honey, made another puddle. Sorry. Sorry, babe. I saw Leo do it and I was like, that looks fun. Oh, sweet. Look at this guy. Rolling around his old I told you we were gonna have a blowout for the fourth of July. <laughs> you just didn't know what I meant. Anyway. Uh, that's a little too close uh, to home. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Do you got a lot of those these days? Oh, yeah. I think Leo went up a, a diaper size, and mm. we just didn't notice it until we were like, huh, he's been blowing out like every day. And like, oh, maybe we should until just go his, up one. His legs and butt were like a Play-Doh squisher. Yeah. Welcome to The Crunch, the only podcast that knows there's no I in team it's your boy ethan and i'm patrick that was that was you good. know what made me think of that patrick why what because you and me yeah we're a team that's true i was i'll tell i'll tell the people this but we we were having a business meeting the other day uh-huh. <laughs> and it was kind of funny to me because it's <laughs> me and patrick and regan were all talking i was like guys we're having a business meeting about a job that we do that uh doesn't really net any any money. No, like indeed. We're just, we're just have, it's like it would be like just a bunch of guys sitting down, being like, "Yeah, let's all work." <laughs> hey, what <laughs> if we all got together the, and just you know labored? What if we all got together and labored for the kingdom or for the no? Mm-hmm. Just just general. Like I just want to walk around and just cut random swaths of grass <laughs> <laughs> and just not collect any payment. That can be what the podcast feels at times. Yeah. But you want to know why it doesn't feel like that today, Patrick? Why not? Because we're on a team. Yeah, we're 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 mm-hmm. buddies. We're hanging out. We're all you know. We have a little community here. You know, mm-hmm. I was on another Twitch uh, another Twitch stream today. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, shamelessly shilling, uh, saying, "Hey, people." <laughs> you know, were you really? Are you really one of those guys? No, of course not. I just I was oh. I I hopped on a stream just to like see what was going on and. And I, I commented because they said something about subsidiarity. And I was like, oh, I got a comment. And so I commented, but I was on the Crunch's Twitch channel. And so the guy hosting the um, the stream was like, oh, the Crunch, no way. And then we talked about how Can we I ask what time. stream you were watching where they were on Twitch.tv where they were talking about subsidiarity? It was John's. Oh, yeah. nice. That's fun. It's playing Fortnite, cool. talking about subsidiarity. Goes hand in hand. You know what I mean? Sweet. Yeah, that's what, that's what Leo the 13th... Uh, intended yes i i commented rerum novarum go brr (laughs) (laughs) stupid i know golly i think this really is we live in stupid times we live in we live in in clown world city is what where we live clown world times where if you i have this big picture of john paul ii right up in front of me like what if if i went up to him and went theology of the body go brr then he i think he'd just be like all of the popes and saints are just depressed Polish and Italian people, like looking at us, yes. like you must go sleep. What else has been? Uh, what else has been happening? Um. Well, okay. So someone said this earlier. I did not spend my entire day uh, trying to figure out this stream. In fact, we spent all of yesterday trying to figure out yesterday. how to do the stream, and then I spent yeah. the rest of today putting the finishing touches on mm. the various accoutrements you see here. People who aren't in the Discord probably won't know what we're what we're talking about. Why we're talking about Twitch so much? Oh yeah, sorry. We're talking about Twitch because we are recording this podcast live on Twitch.tv/slash The Crunch Podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, you're hearing you're hearing the cut up version of a live show. You uh, you missed some some little shenanigans like me and Ethan yelling at each other. Ethan getting upset that I was distracted, and me doing all the work. Just whoa! <laughs> whoa. Hold on. <laughs> Ethan, okay, Ethan ripped. Whoa. Ethan, Ethan, it, we it was a, it was just for today. Woo! Okay, let's I, let's lay it all out. Yeah, let's let, lay it all no, out. Let's ask I think right now. I think your beard is too long. I think you should trim it. Still, I 
Yes. I think your shirts need more variety in their patterns. No, that, that's true. I have the same shirts. <laughs> your glasses frames are pretty spot on. I have to admit that much, that you've got a pretty good look on the ocular department. That's all. <laughs> this is great. Um, I... In, in usual form for our podcast, I melted down while Ethan riffed in the. <laughs> I was thinking. I've been thinking about some things to do. First of all, um, some of well, some of these things we do might have to wait until the future. But I was thinking about some fun yeah. little, fun little like like Twitch things we could do. You know how like you know how Katie mm. has that that picture of the the little aliens pop up whenever somebody subs to the subs to the uh, yeah. her, her 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 stream. I think when yeah. someone subs to our stream. During the stream, we should have uh, a little gif of you doing that dance at Seek. <laughs> <laughs> that would actually be pretty It'd be fun. really fun. Like, just, just yeah. thank you for subbing. <laughs> yes. Just Ethan oh, doing dance, the little that dance. That dance is, is going to haunt me for the <laughs> rest so of my good. life. So good. That's but pretty funny. We, we've got a lot of, I mean, like, I, I've, been, I've been having a lot of fun today. I've been playing around with Canva. Uh, we, we had a really solid, uh, really solid logo pack thing that it's very versatile it's got a lot of elements in it to play around with uh you can't see this ethan but i put our little mascots in front of us very proud of that i put the milk splashing above our heads it's great i love it yeah all things are good i what i found out last night and and this this was really important to me is i went through my old laptop because i know my mac is just not gonna be able to handle anything that we're doing i know with confidence because i practiced it last night on a different twitch stream that i can stream myself playing the old windows 3d pinball game without any lag no way great oh yeah so <laughs> i don't i don't know if i can run minecraft i don't know if i can run anything more intensive than that yeah uh, but i think i think a channel totally dedicated to getting the highest score of all time on uh windows 3d <laughs> pinball it could do numbers That's that would I'm be saying. so fun and i still have i still have my old uh, i still have my old twitch channel um, with 45 followers, which is higher than the crunch, but the crunch got it Hold in like on. a day. Patrick, I can't. Like a day. I can't see that. Are you? Are you flexing? I am is indeed flexing. It's it's, it's actually is? it's actually a little disgusting um, that I'm. <laughs> it's actually how much so I'm flexing. And grotesque. But <laughs> Schwarzenegger esque. But uh, yeah, so I, I I could I could stream. We could we could do a thing where we stream together at the same time, but on separate streams. And we yeah. just send people back and forth through our streams. I've seen that people do sounds, that before. We that chat like over that. Discord. We're uh, like regular gamers. I, I've, I was thinking about this today. What were you thinking about? I was thinking about how when I was young, I was like, you know, there's no way. Like, social media has gotten so complicated. You got to learn how to video edit. You got to learn how to copyright everybody or copy edit. You, you gotta, gotta be hot. You gotta be hot. <laughs> you gotta take your shirt off. You gotta have a, you gotta, there's, all, there's all these rules. It's hard out here for an influencer. Um, I was yes. called a micro influencer the other day. It's probably the hardest I've ever been owned in my life. <laughs> <laughs> it's so I, so obvious. I went back to the gym. I was like, I can't be micro anymore. Uh, I gotta be big. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta be a bigger influencer. Um, but yeah, I I I, I realize now that that. These these Zoomer kids, they're like programming bots on Discord. Like you you need to in order to, in order to have a social media following now, you have to know how to use this infernal contraption known as OBS. You have to yeah. learn how to like start Minecraft servers and build a PC. It's ridiculous what people have to, be, to do. To be fair, these kids did have like a year and a half of not school. And that's so true. They had all kinds of time to tinker. Yeah. To play around. And, uh, to canoodle yeah, and figure well. stuff out. If I was frustrated, imagine how frustrated elementary school and middle school teachers have been. Oh my gosh, I bet. Trying to wrangle their children's attention. Um, can I tell you something funny that's completely unrelated to all of this stuff? Definitely. Yeah, before we move on, I just want to say we're doing Twitch. We're not, Patrick and I are very intentionally not committing to any type of schedule. Yes. For the next probably two months, but we're going to do it. So you should follow us. Yeah. Twitch.tv slash the crunch podcast. Follow it us on twitch.tv and also join our discord bit.ly slash crunch discord. If you uh, want to know yeah. when we're going live, we'll always be posting it in the discord. Side note, um, shout out to Ben Eastman for modding our discord chat while we do this. Ben, could you take care of thanking people for following? We've already, we've already gone up several followers over the course of us talking. We, we've are if, if anybody subs, please, please uh, give them a shout out. Um, we would love to do that for you now, but we really just want to focus on giving you guys 
the content that you've come to love the just live that you deserve and i will say there were a ton probably over the last week was the most activity i've seen in our discord oh my gosh yeah in forever people were very upset about the ice in the water thing oh geez yeah they really were that was a that was a we the science experiment that swept the nation katie katie did it live on her stream she yeah. was like we're so, gonna figure this out i hopped on and yourself, she was talking about it it was like one of those moments in a tv show where they turn on the news and it's about the thing that's happening right and like obama's on the tv and you're like what how did obama get on the tv how did, how did he get in, into the full house universe <laughs> um <laughs> Um, so if you want, if you last week listened to our podcast and you're like, man, I wish I knew what was going on. I wish what other people thought about this chicanery, join our discord, bit.ly slash crunch discord. But I'll tell you. So today I had an Italian sandwich for lunch. I frequently have an Italian sandwich for lunch. Cause I think the combination of meats, um, it's a good combo and the, it's perfect for a lunchtime meal because it feels like you're treating yourself, but you're really just using basic deli meats for the longest time. What wonders a little that, pastrami does, you know what I mean? Oh, I thought turkey was all there was. Really? For so long. Yeah. That's because well, you that, grew up in suburban Kansas. It's because it's because I grew up in my and my mom. It, she <laughs> she has a very particular palate that she sure to. yeah, and uh, she didn't really stray too far away from the family sized package of Oscar Mayer oven roasted turkey. You got you is, take take two slaps of right of white bread. There's a bunch of oven roasted turkey. Some some uh, some Swiss cheese and mayonnaise and baby, mm-hmm. you got yourself a white witch. <laughs> it's just and there's nothing wrong with that. There's no for the color time. There. For the longest time after I left home, all I ate was the oven roasted turkey Ostermeyer package, and I would tear through it like a madman. But recently, <laughs> I was just getting a little bored, you know. Yeah. And I was like, what can I do differently? And I saw these. Ju- I don't know if you've seen these in the store, but they have these huge slices of pepperoni. Mm-hmm. And, and I pepperonis. <laughs> Ethan's eyes got big, the shape of pepperoni. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, my mouth is watering. He was right like now levitating towards the. And <laughs> was like, "Where do you go? Come back." I love the roni, dude. It's so good. And so I saw it, and I just picked up like all these different sausages and got some provolone. I started making these, but so it's tricky. And I will say, I highly encourage everybody to make Italian sandwiches themselves. Mm-hmm. Get yourself some salami. Get yourself some provolone. Get yourself some pepperoni. Little I- Italian seasoning, little olive oil, toasted bread, whatever you want to do. Easy lunch. It's great, yeah. Um, and then you pour the, the olive oil on the was, on the inside of the bread so it soaks in, so you don't get mm-hmm, it all over the meats. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. The problem was is that I would I I these were all brand new packages, and so I touched these meats first. Yeah. And then I had to open the cheese, and it took me. <laughs> probably 120 seconds to get the cheese open Two because my yeah. <laughs> my fingers kept slipping off of the grease mm, yeah and it, it was problem. one of those moments where i was it was happening to me and i was like surely i can't be this dumb and like <laughs> i went one level up and i just was watching myself try to open the cheese uh-huh. and i just don't want anyone else to have to go through that okay so open the cheese first Open the cheese first. Use some scissors. Yeah. You know, instead of trying yeah. to wrangle your greasy, greasy fingers around the provolone. Yeah. Phoebe sent me a video of a guy, of a of man opening box versus woman opening box, and it was the most uh-huh. I've ever been owned in my life. I, it was <laughs> How like, do you open boxes? Uh, like a monkey. I, that's the only way I can describe it. Like an ape, because I don't have a tail. A monkey I try to tails. rip tape, and if I can't rip it, then I'll cut it with my keys. Yeah. Like, I'm never going <laughs> to try to cut the tape before I try to rip it, like ever. And and it's a fun little game. Like Phoebe will go get the scissors, and I'll be like, I gotta open this before she gets the scissors, mm-hmm. so I can mm-hmm. prove to mm-hmm. her that getting the scissors would have been a waste of time. Right. <laughs> I have a hot take. Oh yes. I don't I'm, know if you've been. I'm rubbing my hands greedily. It's very much not a hot take because I posted it and like it got a bunch of likes. Oh, so obviously frick. people agree with it. You know how people are like okay. unpopular opinion, eighteen thousand likes. Um. Unpopular opinion. I actually think that Donald Trump was not the best person. <laughs> I think the gas prices are a bit too. Unpopular high. opinion. We did not treat the Native Americans very well. Sorry. Unpopular opinion. This society that we're living in. It's too focused on materialism. Yeah. Jeez, what's going on? The socioeconomic conditions of our world right now. I. 
I, I was talking to someone today and they were like, you got to go up to these parents and talk to them and be like, hey, you want to protect, you know, how, like there's crazy, all this craziness is going on. You, you want to want to protect your kids from that. Right. And I was thinking about that. And I was like, you could say that to anyone, regardless of their political opinions. And they'd be like, oh, this guy's on my side. Mm-hmm. You know, all the craziness we, is going on right now. Unpopular opinion. We've had just a hard year. Yeah, it's just man. been a rough. Hey, year it's been a Adam. rough year for all of us. Why don't you buy a new <laughs> mattress? <laughs> guy knocks on my door hey man it's been a rough year for all of us you know we've been struggling you've been struggling yeah but i noticed that you've got some some hornet's nests up around here we could spray for those it'd be very easy for us to just knock <laughs> those down <laughs> take care of your bug problem you know oh, it just would man. be 30 bucks a week it'd be we'd love to i, just, I know it but i know it's been so hard you know and my thoughts and prayers to you so uh, here's here's my card hey thank you for listening to this episode of the crunch Sorry to interrupt what I'm sure is a stimulating intellectual conversation, but I wanted to pause the episode real quick to let you hear from some of our sponsors. We will be back right after this. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I was on Twitter today. Um, Please. Yes. Tell me more. And there was a guy who posted a TikTok. I haven't gotten a chance to watch the TikTok yet because I was busy fiddling uh, with the stream. Um, I didn't get a chance to watch the TikTok yet, but the guy was from a small town, I guess, and he moved to a big city. He moved to the, moved to the Big Apple. He moved to the Bronx, and he was uh. like... He was he made a TikTok about how many gay people there were. So it was the first Pride Parade he ever went to, and he made a TikTok sure. about it. He was surprised yeah. about this. And someone on Twitter was like, this is problematic. And then... Uh, what? It's just true. Demographic. It's just a, he just made a sociological observation. Sure. And I didn't watch the TikTok. It was possible he said something. Who knows? But um, the, the company that he moved there to work for fired him what? because of the TikTok. Yeah. And they were like, he no longer works here. Um, and someone And someone was... Someone made a tweet talking about this i guess and said you know everyone needs to live in a big city because i was from a small town and it was very uh close-minded and people need to move to a big city to like open their minds right and so yes i saw this and i said okay this gentleman right um he is he he made an observation about uh his surroundings he may not have been the most tactful while doing it and his company because this may so he had a perspective that was different right so are you texting what's no i'm not oh. i'm playing with this little tag on my cord i need to <laughs> I forget uh, that i'm on film and yeah i have to look it looked like you <laughs> were so texting sorry. No, I was just, there's this little, I'll even show you. <laughs> I'll show it for proof. There's this little, look at this. Yeah. It just kind of. I can't see it. Shoot. Oh, got it. Okay, and yeah. It goes back down. <laughs> so I just, Six years whoop. of fun right there. <laughs> uh, um, I don't know. What's the party line supposed to be on something like that? On something like what? There's no gay people in New York. <laughs> no, there's, I think, I think it's uh, saying that there's so many. I don't know. I didn't watch the TikTok. Do you want to watch yeah, the TikTok? I really we have the technology it's <laughs> true we do but I don't I don't the the variables are so uh stretched to their limits right now do we really want to add another one I'm just I'm just gonna I'm just gonna pull up I'm just gonna find it and then oh, I'm gonna sure. show oh, it well. to the <laughs> I'm just gonna okay. search TikTok on oh wait 
now TikTok. This is great content. Hold on. No, I was enjoying the conversation we were having. Whatever. I'm not gonna do it. Fine. Anyway, the no, guy the guy you. made the TikTok and he got fired. He made the TikTok. He got fired. And I think I think the party line might be like, no, you can't say there's a lot of gay people because that implies that it's an anomaly to see so many gay people. You have to say there's a lot. You have to be like, no, this is a normal thing, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I think that might. Wow. That might that might be what got him in trouble. As many gay people here as there were in my town. I shouldn't. Yeah, that's fair. I shouldn't. I shouldn't that's assume crazy. that he was completely blameless. I haven't watched the TikTok. Sure, my main yeah. beef was with the tweet. This is why. The tweet. My main beef was with the tweet. Is that this this guy offered. A, he has a perspective, right, that differs from his company, and so his company fired him. And someone was like, "See that guy that just got fired? He's the one that's close-minded." <laughs> it just feels a little like, it feels a little strange. Are you telling me that cancel culture is built upon an illogical foundation? I mean, people keep saying. I mean, it's not. I, I'm not one to just scream cancel culture. You know, that's not me. Neither am I. I don't, I I think it's, I think it's, I think it's a little bit of a cop out. You know, you could hop on your podcast and be like, oh, I'm probably going to get, I'm probably going to get canceled for saying this, but I don't think Joe Biden's a great president. You know what I mean? Like just Mm -hmm. what you said earlier, it's like, it's basically the right wing version of unpopular opinion. But I do, I do think that there's an attitude among the left, I'll critique the left today. I'm feeling oh let okay. yeah I know I'm All usually right. I'm usually a role reversal. I know I know I'm usually I like I like to punch both ways you know sure. so you could say I go both ways. I got to start getting all my defending left talking points ready to. Yeah. To <laughs> You're like oh look the piece of paper is empty. Um, <laughs> I think there's a there's a tendency I don't know I I just think it's funny because a person that moves from a small town, a rural small town, and grows up with assumed perspectives. When you grow up in a small town like that, you assume mm-hmm. everyone is Christian. You assume sure. everyone believes certain things about certain things, right? And so you move to a big city and you find out there are people that aren't like you. Or you go to a college and you find people that aren't like that. And so you are in a different environment and you conform to that one. And mm-hmm. the problem is that those environments tend to call themselves open-minded. And so you conform yourself to open-mindedness. You close your mind around open-mindedness. You know, the belief, mm-hmm. the belief that I am open-minded makes you close your mind to alternate perspectives. Do you think that's true? Yes. Uh, yes. Okay. I, I would think that. I, yeah, I agree with what you're okay, saying. Okay. And so I, I, was, uh, I, I tweeted something that apparently G.K. Chesterton oh boy. said. Um, I didn't say the quote, but... I said something and someone was like, that's a G.K. Chesterton quote. And I was like, ah, cool. Nice. <laughs> nice. I'm basically, I'm basically the 21st century G.K. Chesterton. Yeah. You can call me Gilbert from now on. You can on. call me Gilbert. I smoke cigar. Anyway, I... I go by Gil. G.K. <laughs> Chesterton's name was Gilbert Keith. Yeah. Or you can, alternatively, if you really want, you can call me Big Boy. <laughs> <laughs> I... I tweeted. He was a big. He was a big. Boy. I don't know if we've. I don't know if I've. I've. I've made this point to you before, but the, the big cities are more ideologically insulated than small towns. Have I made that point to you before? Um, you might have, but not. Uh, not in my memory. Okay, so I, I think it's a really good point, though. So big cities are more insulated ideologically than mm-hmm. small towns. Um, maybe not. Sorry, maybe not ideologically. They're ideologically diverse and they're ethnically diverse, but they're not personally diverse. Like you, uh, if you look at the whole city, they might be, but your experience, you never experience a whole city. You know what I mean? So like a white, a white upper class liberal will walk through New York city and they'll walk past a bunch of people that don't look like them and they'll walk Mm -hmm. past stores that they wouldn't shop in and they go, wow, look, I live in such a diverse Ah, area, Yes. but then they go to their friend's house who has the same opinions as them and the same Mm -hmm. and a personality style they find appealing, right? Because there's right. so many people in this area that you can basically just choose who to hang out with, right? You can interesting. Whereas if you live in a small town, there's two thousand people. You're gonna have to learn. Like I went to a, I went to Franciscan. It was a school of two thousand people. There were people I didn't like, but still had to interact with regularly because we had classes mm-hmm. together, or because you know, and I couldn't just avoid them. You know, I had to I had to be nice to them. There were people that I legitimately disliked, but I couldn't just be rude to them. They knew where I lived, you know, like, or even in my, even in my dorm, uh-huh. we were living in a, in a, in a, in a, in a residence hall of a hundred men and I didn't like all of them, but I still had to interact with all of them. And so 
that kind of living together, uh, it encourages diversity, not of, maybe not of thought, maybe not diversity of political or religious opinions, but it does, it does give you a diversity of like humanity, right? Because Mm -hmm. they're Mm -hmm. incorrigible people of all stripes. (laughs) And so, I don't know. I, I just, um, it just made me think of that. That's what I thought of. That's an interesting point because, and that makes, if I've been thinking a lot, especially with the uh, recent, you've heard about the the Supreme, you know about the Supreme Court. So the Supreme What's Court the Supreme is the Court? highest court of the, the land. Got it. There's, there's nine, there's nine uh, very stern looking people that sit on it. That's kind of one sure. of the first rules is that you have to look real stern. Look real stern. Yeah. Um, and they sit up there and they only, to, to for something that's very sad for me is that they never eat pepperoni. They only eat Supreme. Ah, uh, yeah, that's a bummer. Which is a a big bummer because I had an anchovy for the first time the other Not day. Not bad. Actually, pretty bad. Really, like, I almost choked. Yeah, the anchovy. What is it? It was not very. I it's asked, a fish. <laughs> like the so the woman I work with a a, a lady. Her name's Ann Cook. She's wonderful. Mm-hmm. Um, and she used to work for the archdiocese here, and now she works at my my real estate firm. And uh, I we were sitting next to each other at lunch and I, I was past this plate of anchovies and I said, what are these? <laughs> Cause I had never seen one before. <laughs> she said, Oh, these are anchovies. And I said, how did you know that? And she just looked at me. She'd be like experience. And I was like, oh, I guess that's how we know most things. And then later <laughs> I ate the anchovy and she said, what do you think of the anchovy? And I said, this is probably one of the worst things I've ever tasted in my life. <laughs> uh, it was just a nice bonding moment between me and Anne. Just and, like this, and, but this did she did she agree 50s. with you that it was the worst thing? No, she was scarfing them down. Really? Left and right. Oh. Yeah, she was having an anchovy That's party. That's kind of gross. An anchovy party. An anchovy party. Um, <laughs> nice. Good one. All right. So the Supreme Court eats Supreme pizzas. I've Hold on. Okay. Anchovies. So I've made, I've cooked with anchovies before. You dissolve them in I olive oil. I thought it was oil. a plant, to be quite honest with really? you. Really? Yeah. Okay. I was like going to look up like where in the country do they grow <laughs> And they just is a picture of just the oceans. <laughs> That's my favorite. You know, my favorite, by clerically speaking, my favorite podcast host is Father Anchovy. <laughs> Father Anchovy Sharapa. Uh, I, I, I make a pasta called Sawdust Pasta. It's a St. Joseph's Day pasta. And oh, okay. it, uh, you, you, make, you, make, you make it a sauce with, uh, <laughs> with olive oil. <laughs> I make it a sauce. Uh, <laughs> it's an olive oil sauce. And you dissolve anchovies in it. Huh. Yeah, it's pretty good. So it's a fish. So you catch it? Yep, I catch them by hand. I go into a stream and I just go, and I just grab it. That's crazy. Yeah. Okay. So you've heard about the Supreme Court. Protests. I was going to get to protests. Got it. Yeah, protesting. The the thing I've always found the um, let's we're going to take January 6th and put it in a big bucket off to the side that says significant, but we're not talking about it right now. <laughs> sure. Because um, <laughs> protests to me are this very interesting thing. Yes. Because we have a right to assemble that should not go away. We have a right to to uh, tell the government what's right and what's wrong. We have a right to, to demand re- redress, you know, all these things. It's redress grievances. But, but yeah. Redress of grievances. But the way that the left protests now it perfectly slots into that mindset and that lifestyle that you just articulated because it's, it's the same thing as the person who walks down the street and sees all of the different ethnic and different racial and different, you know, shops and stores and restaurants and people like they see all those things and they think to themselves, I'm very cultured. Yeah. I am very worldly because I am, I am immersed in this environment. Mm -hmm. Similarly on social media, all it takes to empower black creators is to just follow them, right? Yes. So you see their content and you feel like you're doing a lot yeah. to quote unquote empower black creators. So then it comes to these th- these protests. The, the There's so much energy that goes into these things and what, what do they do? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you know what I mean? hold on, so... I feel like it largely, this is my final yeah. point and I'll let you speak. I feel like it largely exists so that people can then continue to add to that narrative in their own heads of, I am this kind of yeah, person. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm doing the, the things. 
And I don't think anybody would say that. You ask them, like, I'm here to fight for women's rights. I'm here for reproductive health. I'm here for this. Way. Like, I don't think that anyone's there to uh, knowledgeably reaffirm a vision about themselves that's not actually true. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't think that I think they're they not cynical. believe that they're doing. They're not cynical. I think that they're, they really believe that they're doing the right thing. And that's important to know. Um, but the actual effect of it is not that at all. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just, I'm recalling like the, the, the protests, like the, what protests have I lived through, right? I mean, because largely, I mean, even let's flip it the other way, the March for Life. Sure. Are we about to dunk on the March for Life? I'm not going to dunk on, I'm just asking the question. Sure. Did, did Jackson v. Dobbs move all the way up to the Supreme Court because of March for Life? I don't, uh, maybe. Maybe. I don't know. I think it's possible. I, think, I mean, it's possible that the the protest energized the movement. Sure. Saw that there. Could yeah. we say that about the other protests though? Like, I feel like the on the other side, you have the race protests and the abortion protests mm-hmm. and the were the Ukraine protests and the school shooting protests. It's like there's no the pro life one was effective because. We're protesting every year until this thing is done, yeah. like until this goal is accomplished. Whereas with all these other things, this is why I have that critique of it, is, and it doesn't feel real to me, is because what do you want, you know? Sure, yeah. And, like, for instance, protesting a Supreme Court decision outside of the uh, Denver City Hall makes almost no sense because that's a different branch of government a different level of government in a different state sure you know so i guess you could say they're advocating for abortions to be legal in that state sure but city hall doesn't it makes a bit more sense maybe yeah maybe i don't know it just it uh, a lot of it feels like putting putting the supreme court justice head on a pike outside of the denver city hall makes no sense to me at least it's it's kind of it's kind of metal it is can i say that yeah it's i'm not advocating for the execution of any public authorities in america (laughs) let's just get that out of the way but look but if if kind of metal sorry my cortisol levels are cortisone cortisol (laughs) cortisone we've been through this before get in the zone cortisone (laughs) um i (laughs) that's the power of cortisol baby i my my thought my thought so i will dunk on the march for life a little bit because i I don't think it's above i don't think it's above scrutiny i think that contextually it makes sense to have the march for life on the date of the roe v wade decision even though it's freezing cold outside in in front of the place where it happened i think that's a good i think that that contextually that makes sense but if you've been to the march for life you know that most people there are to hang out. Sure. It's more for the movement itself than it is for the actual change that takes place. It's for, it's for, it's for showing up and feeling like we are part Mm -hmm. of this together. We are the post row generation. Yes. And now that's true, which is awesome. It is true. Um, which is amazing, but that's that liberalism that seeps into both sides. Yeah. It's, it's, only I I was going to I was going to point this out when we were talking about uh, I was going to point this out when we were talking about um, what's it called uh, bodegas and uh, mm-hmm. and 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 mm-hmm. and restaurants and and stores like walking through New York City and seeing all of these uh, see I'll go walk through New York City you see all these all these other cultures but all the cultures are there on your terms. Like there's no, they're not there as their culture. They are running Chinese restaurants and Korean grocery stores, which are, which are Western forms. And so it's, it's Uh, the culture is there, but it's only, it's only like mediated to us through the, the cultural, our cultural structures, I guess when applying that to the, the protests, it's like, we're we're showing that our country has diverse sets of opinions, but only on the terms of, I don't know. I don't think the protests and the culture thing are, are related, but I think I think that maybe both of them are just ways to feel like we're better than them. 
I think it's an interesting question to think about how much of American, I don't know, media, culture, civic involvement uh, is all geared towards making an individual feel like they are better than other yes. individuals. Yes. Katie just brought up something important in the chat that I need to say. Hold on. She made a good point. She's very nice. She said, she is very nice. liberalism in this context does not mean the American left wing, but the philosophy that America is founded on. That's a very important thing that I think we need to say more often because new listeners can get confused why new we're dunking on the libs so much. Um, yes, yes. <laughs> Katie said I was talking to chat, not you. Okay, no more chat, no more chat. Chat's gone. No more Chat's chat. gone. Close Sorry, chat. Window. Close the window. Window's closed. So yes, liberal, liberalism yeah. meaning like the this idea that we are um, open-minded. One of one of the main facets of liberalism is that we are open minded. We are multicultural. I'm listening. I'm listening to a G.K. Chesterton audiobook now. It's called Napoleon of Not the Napoleon of G.K. Chesterton recorded an audio. Yeah, he did. No, <laughs> uh, he's like, That's what crazy. is this newfangled thing? Um, the book takes place. I do say that with my voice. <laughs> I... <laughs> That's what he sounded like. Anyway. Uh, that was the, that was those were his last words it was, when he uh, died. Carry <laughs> uh, sorry. The uh, there's a there's a conversation in the first part of this book between the president of Nicaragua. This takes place in an alternate future for G.K. Chesterton. So it's 80 okay. years after Chesterton's death, but things look exactly the same. So it's the president mm-hmm. of Nicaragua talking uh-huh. to an Englishman, and uh, the Englishman is he, the Englishman says um no we're we're a multicultural like we're multicultural here in the west we believe that we are going to create uh, a state where everything is everything is is together under one blanket and this is the, this is the thing that we tell ourselves we're, we pride ourselves on this right um we're going to create this world where every culture is on the same playing field and then the the president of nicaragua says do you know how to tame a wild horse and the guy says no why would i need to and he says, if you've inco- if you had incorporated Nicaraguan culture, you would know that we have a special way to tame a wild horse, and we we've been cultivating this practice throughout generations. And he says, it seems to me that the Western way of of incorporating all cultures is you go to you go to Arabia and you teach the Arab how to read, but uh, you don't learn from the Arab how to do X Y Z, right? Like. Our, our method of enculturation, our method of bringing all cultures together is by just mm-hmm. establishing a uniform culture. Like, yeah. for instance, um, my sister-in-law's high school history textbook that I read for fun. Not the whole thing. I just looked through it for you're fun. You're such a dweeb. I wanted to know what they were teaching the kids. And sure. uh, yeah. it was so weird, man. It was so weird. They, like, grouped the, like, 2000 BC to, they what was it? It was, oh, they grouped 200 BC to 200 AD. Uh, no, sorry. I forget what it was. They like, they like grouped an insane, they, they did, they grouped the years in such a way that it, it overshadowed Christianity as in like the, nice. the birth of Christ is like not really a big deal. And the, the creation of the church is not really a big deal. Um, look, either the church is a tyrannical monster or it's not, you at least have to reference it. Um, sure. Okay. Uh, so I got sidetracked. Oh, I, 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 I turned to the section on, um, Television. They had a, they had a section on television's introduction in India, and they they talked about how India's India's introduction into MTV. And the line said that now India had access to the outside world. Oh. And I just thought that was a very fun like it was a very fun this like, country of a billion people now finally exactly. Has I think we might have said this on the podcast before because it it just tickled my funny bone. And it's it's this is this is the mm-hmm. this is the the problem. With the, I'll say left liberal, I'll say the left liberal, but also I think I think right liberals fall into this problem as well. The um, the cultural superiority is like, yeah, all cultures are equal. Ours is just better. You know, it's like ours mm-hmm. is culture A prime, and there's a bunch of it's, other subsidiary cultures underneath it. It's the interesting uh, paradox of the belief in the in the noble savage, right? The open mindedness. Yeah. But it's also the belief that the noble savage is going to choose Western liberal democracy every, every time. time. And it's funny because you know? we, we think we think of cultures like we think of um, winter holidays. Does that do you know what I mean by that? 
Yeah, Kwanzaa. Hanukkah, yeah, we think Christmas. we think every culture has a religion. Chinese New Year. Every culture has a religion, a cuisine, Canada Day, a, 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 a clothing dress, um, an Independence Day, and a, a holiday that happens in winter. You know, um, and <laughs> and so like we we reduce all cultures to those things, but we don't recognize that the reduction of culture to those things is itself a product of our culture. And I think this is where uh, the open-minded city dweller, the metropolitan, um, the metropolitan man, does not recognize his own bias. He's tricking himself into thinking that he is this open-minded person because he has experienced many different situations where people are dressed differently, talking differently, and eating differently. And so he's experienced many different cultures. He's traveled abroad. He's he sat on a gondola and a rickshaw like he's a he's a he's a culturally advanced person but he doesn't have the capacity to like enter into another person's worldview like he can't understand why this is the big this is this is where the protesting i think ties in these people these people and i i'll include myself in this people who consider themselves to be very universal very metropolitan cannot for a second understand why someone might think differently than them and it's because we're so used to cultures being mediated to us on our terms um which I think we as Catholics, and uh, I guess non-Catholics. No, th- this is good. I like where you're going because it, it's a good, uh, it's dunking on the libs, but then this turns into a self-accusation. Yeah, let's turn into a self-accusation. We, There's nothing libs like more than Catholics, self-accusation. Catholics do that. I just did that. I just went to confession yeah. today. Uh, LFG, baby. Um, let That stands for let's freaking yeah, go. I was, Alternatively, let's have faith in God. <laughs> That's what it, it also I love that. that. Uh-huh. Um, but somebody, in the, somebody in the same clip way, that. That's pretty. That's a that's clip. That's a clip. Right? Is that a clip? Thanks, a Twitch. Clip. Is, is that a clip? Ray, is, is that hey. a clip? Hey, sweet. Hey, hey. Hey, hey. Jay, hey. Frank Ocean. <laughs> All right. <laughs> um, so in the same way that the left liberal metropolitan believes that culture is essentially what they've come to wrap their minds around mm. uh, in their lived experience – and they expect the average person, once they're exposed to the things in the same way that they are exposed to them, then they will take on their ideology and their way of looking at things. I think that Catholics do this too. And I think it's in the in the way that we present content and the way that we have um, conferences and, and there's formation. It's as soon as I present this way of thinking to the person, yeah. then obviously they're just a noble savage. They're just going to pick the way that's going to fit in line most with what I think. Oh yeah. The way that we, yeah. And they're just going to come around to what we already believe. And so a lot of formation in the church, I think is, it's just the exact same form, exactly what you said, Mm -hmm. but it's, it's all, it's coded in truth, but the truth, truth does not penetrate it. Cause if truth really penetrated it, formators, priests, evangelists, disciples would meet people and actually understand where they're coming from. Instead of just presenting the church as like a cudgel, yeah, you know, to just whack people over the head with, and and it, I, I think this is and as a uniform culture, it, yes, we present yes. we we like, isn't yeah. this look at this look at our fish fries and look at how big our families are and look at how beautiful the mass is um, as long as you go to the right church of course haha <laughs> and you know just, and they like show people this is what my experience of Catholic culture is and then when someone doesn't accept it. It's like, well, they just don't have, you know, they don't have as much faith as I thought they did. And like we spiritualize it then yeah. when they don't yeah. accept it. it. We we definitely have they don't we definitely have liberalized yeah. the church in that respect. Like we have a we have a we have yeah. a liberal view, a modernist view mm-hmm. of what the church is. Is is this yes. is this universal universalizing tendency? And you see this mm-hmm. in the way that people talk about the church. They'll only talk about um they'll really only talk about the church on the universal level and then sometimes only yeah. on the magisterial level. But I think think about it. Oh, Sorry, when, when we when we think would, about polemics with other oh, non-believers, okay. right? This was a project of the church. The the the, the church. So we liberalism is not liberalism is not something that is that existed out. It's not an attack from without. It's an attack from within. Um, mm. The infiltration happened years ago, uh, decades, centuries ago, and we're just dealing with the 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 paganization that's resulted from that. So we're, we're in a, we're in a post-Christian world, et cetera. And it's going to look a lot like the beginning of the Christian world, right? Where we're, 
the the Justin martyrs and the Irenaeuses are talking like against heresies and against the pagans, right? And so there's a polemic there. But these these men had to dive deep into what the pagans believed at the time. Yeah. And a friend yeah. of mine likes to say you really can't give a good reason again. You really can't give a good argument for someone unless you kind of sympathize with their position. Right? Which is which is why like mm-hmm. people people accuse me of being a lib, a left lib uh, a lot. Um but I think it's just, you know, I understand the positions that people have. I talked about I was talking about this with a friend on, on another Discord server, the new polity server that can be that can tend really far right. I was like, I can understand I can understand why uh, I was saying I understand why people are very uh, are very angry about maternity leave right now because they yeah. want they want the church to be like super pro life and all this and I understand this. But <laughs> and then I gave I gave an argument for for why it shouldn't. I, I think I think that never mind. We're not talking about that right now. The last thing I want yeah. to say, and then we should probably move on to uh, patron of the week and, and review yeah. of the week. The in America, mm-hmm. right, the most dare I say the most liberal <gasps> country there's ever been. Yes, I would agree with um, that. Capital L liberal liberalism in the classical sense. Um, that the places where Catholicism thrived at odds with the culture mm-hmm. were places that had deep ties to uh, ethnicity and community and deep ties to tradition and family. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm thinking of places like Pittsburgh, right, where with the Italian Catholic community, yeah. places like Boston. Um, and, and even places in like the, um, uh, like the Southwest, right. With the, with the ancient churches and, and, and the, the Hispanic connection to the faith there. I'm trying to think if there's any other places in America that were maybe some places in like the Midwest with the German, like small towns in Kansas, yeah, you know, yeah. like the, the German Catholic influence. And you meet some of these people and it's like, Oh, like I'm, I'm German kind of like I'd say it, but I don't really have anything. Like you meet someone who actually is. German and they've been inculcated. Yeah, they just slap in, a bratwurst like in your hand. And they're like, Vilkomen. They're like, hope this this got this right off the grill. I hope it's not burning your flesh <laughs> because it'd be an affront to my people. But when you meet someone who's really a German Catholic, or you meet someone who's really a Polish Catholic, yeah. or someone who's really an Irish Catholic, you're like, okay, you might not know everything that I know about the faith, and you might not live in the way that I live, but your life is much more alive than mine, and there's when we try to universalize mm-hmm. the experience of Catholicism so that all connection to tradition and ethnicity and family and true culture is removed then of course i mean why why would anybody be interested in what the church has to say yeah people are going to be converted when they see uh, real this is why another reason why people have such powerful experiences when they go abroad is because they see that for the first time it might not be in a christian context Mm -hmm. but they see it and we just don't we don't have it at all and we're so unaware of how much everyone else in the world and all throughout history they were swimming in that all the time and how rich it was for the families that really took to it um took to the faith in addition to all those other things and so if we want to fight against the left liberal uh, way of thinking about culture and thinking about protests and thinking about politics and thinking about polemics and all that stuff, that is the solution, is family-based tradition building, mm-hmm. family-based and community-based evangelization and discipleship. Yeah. That's the only way forward. Um, and I just, I, that was an interesting thing to me because you, when you were talking about the universalization, that was just like, oh, of course that's why that's so much, those pockets were so much more successful yeah you know in the 1800s and the 1900s than than anywhere else and it sucks because when when we universalize we just americanize that's just that it's kind of like yes. a, it's a double yes. it's a double swipe america as we all know is the universe yeah, yeah. Like, it's like it's like whenever whenever pope francis says anything we immediately hinge it in terms of what's going on in the american catholic mm-hmm. church on right, Instagram. Right. What does this mean about Pope Francis's opinion on the USCCB? Yeah. It's like the Pope, Pope Francis probably thinks about the USCCB once a month. Yeah, right? <laughs> you know? 
<laughs> he probably does not like when he has to. Yeah. <laughs> when he has to make a decision. And he's, about he's like, I gotta figure this out, you know. Oh, or how people guys, are like, and, or I mean, even we even not even this isn't even American Catholic thing. This is just American thing. Like the Washington Post says, like I can't believe Pope Francis hasn't said anything about the Roe v. Wade decision yet. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Would you? Would? Would? <laughs> I can't believe that. I'm I can't believe Pope Francis hasn't commented on this act of Parliament in South Africa. Right. I can't believe he's not constantly watching CNN on four different monitors. You know what I mean? How is how is Pope Francis not commented on Kevin Durant's trade request from the <laughs> Brooklyn Nets? Oh man! Like, what are we doing? Clown world. Clown world. Clown the only world. reason I know about that was because I was in a Buffalo Wild Wings today, <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, <laughs> no, sports I, my team." Texted cool. Me today. Yeah, that's pretty. It's Sweet. interesting. Uh, Do you want to take a break and talk you, in the chat is... a little bit? If Ethan and Patrick hadn't been full of naivete in college, they wouldn't have started this podcast. If they didn't have people supporting them on Patreon, this podcast would have stopped making sense a long time ago. Because of those patrons, you now get to listen to the best Catholic comedy podcast in existence. This is Patron of the Week. For those listeners with a fighting spirit. Um, welcome to Patron of the Week, this week's Patron of the Week. Uh, if you thought that this episode was worth $2 or more, go support us on Patreon at 10 bucks a oh. month. That adds up to about 2 bucks per episode. Uh, you can also follow, if you can't do that, what, sorry, what, what are you going to say? I will say, so one of, my, one of my good friends, Josh Carlgren, he was with his wife at some kind of wedding last weekend, and the morning after mm-hmm. the wedding, they go to Mass and they go out to some coffee, buys coffee for his wife. And uh, they they sit down, nice like frappe latte things. They're like four seventy five each, you know. With tax, he's paying more than ten bucks. He has a moment of divine inspiration in the coffee shop where he says, "What am I doing?" And he pulls out his phone right then and there and signs up on Patreon for ten dollars a month to the crunch because that's so. Should should he be our patron of the week? Well, then? yeah. I mean, why not? He's a new patron, just started yeah. out. Josh Carlgren. This is everybody. Round of applause for Josh Carlgren. Thank Thanks, you for, Josh Carlgren. He told me on the phone today, he said, I've literally been meaning to do this for years. And because you guys keep mentioning every week, the $2 is, is the exact same price as a coffee. And, you know, if I think it's worth it, then I should do it. I just, it made me think about it. And I finally signed up. So uh, big thanks to Josh for uh joining thanks josh for for 10 bucks you are the patron of the week if you are like josh and you're like you know what i've been thinking about doing this forever i've been thinking about doing or i've been thinking about upping my donation because i'm only doing a dollar or three dollars i want to you know give a little more now's the time consider it your sign uh patreon.com slash the crunch uh thank you josh carlgren who's been supporting us since this week since i mean he's also been supporting me on a personal level since uh, before the show started so okay Big thanks. Well, thanks, Josh, for supporting me. Now, yes. <laughs> uh, now you, now you are complete. Now you have a complete You've set your of boss. Uh, if you can't, if you can't support us on Patreon, look, I get it. That's okay. I understand. I've been there. I can't support everybody that I want to on Patreon. But if you can't support us on Patreon, you can do that several different ways. You can follow us on twitch.tv slash the crunch podcast. You can follow us on Instagram at the Crunchcast. Follow us on Twitter at the Crunchcast. You can do a ton of these things, but the most important thing that you can do for free. Is Venmo the most me important thing. Right now at Ethan. That's no, not free. Kidding. Oh sorry. I was just the most important thing that you can do for free is leave us a review on iTunes yes, or Spotify. Leave us a review on iTunes or Spotify iTunes and Spotify, if you don't know how this works, are catalogers. They are catalogs of podcasts, and they don't have access to our analytics. Ooh. Ooh. Uh, they don't have like direct access to our analytics, so they can't tell which podcasts are uh, are currently more popular. Or, like they can't, they can't tell. One of the ways that they can tell, though, is by how many of their users... Oh, sorry. I need to... They don't have access to their analytics of how many people listen to... I don't actually know if this is true. Hold on. Don't, what am I saying? Just, don't t- just say what's true about the reviews. You don't have to make up anything. Okay. Reviews are one of the ways that iTunes catalogs the podcasts and says this podcast is worth promoting. Okay. Uh, reviews are 
the way they can independently verify that a podcast is is valuable because it's a unique user on their platform reviewing a podcast. And so that's why reviews are so important. If you go on iTunes or especially Spotify because their review system is new, if you give us a five-star review, that's super helpful. And if you give us a review on iTunes, you can write words to us and I'll read them right here on the podcast like this. Watch. This one comes from Smitty Drew. Love the podcast. Boy, reviewing the podcast there. <laughs> is Smitty a, 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 an Irish name? Oh, Smurgen. Okay, go ahead. Uh, it's Swedish. Uh, <laughs> love the podcast. Very funny Thanks. and smart. Great. Thanks so much. That's what we're going that's for. That's it? So that's helpful. That's the whole thing? Very funny and smart. Listen, I didn't say they had to write us a novel. No. Novel's not required. It just has to be a novel review. Novel's discouraged. Novel's discouraged. Uh, compliments welcome please insults skipped over yes please All right. leave as many reviews as you can um i'm not telling you to create new apple accounts and leave more reviews <laughs> i'm not telling you that that's, uh, that's but that is that's a strat yeah that's a strat uh so do you want to go into da- dating dr ethan's dating corner there's nothing i want more than in this moment to give someone dating advice All right, you came to the right place, you ding dong. It's called communication, baby. Okay, so if you're new to the show, if you're watching us on on Twitch right now and you don't know what this is, Dr. Ethan's Dating Corner is a is a is a segment that we started cuz Ethan's a little bit of a dating expert. All right, he knows a lot about it. Done it once. Yeah. Um successfully. And uh he has in fact dated to to win. Um and so Ethan gives our our poor listeners dating advice. And so you can you can uh, you can submit a Dr. Ethan's Dating Corner question by joining our Discord bitly slash crunch discord and going to the dating corners channel and submitting a uh submitting a form um or you can just email us info at thecrunchcast.com but ethan this one comes from emma not your wife i'm assuming who does not want to remain anonymous um i like a guy but i accidentally told my best friend to go after him what (laughs) i know (laughs) i was really hungry for a burger but i fed it to my dog instead I what really do? wanted my father's blessing, but I sold it for a bowl of lentils. <laughs> That's pretty good. Recently, my I friend, really let's wanted call her. I to keep my son, but I floated him down a river so that he would not be killed <laughs> by the Egyptians. Wait a minute. This is different. Recently, my friend, let's call her Hadassah, told me hmm. she has a serious crush on this guy who she felt like was out of her league. She didn't say who. Oh, no. Oh. But I was pretty sure I knew. Oh, well, I-, <laughs> I said they were a great match and encouraged her to keep her hopes up. Not long after that, we found out this guy, Festus, actually had a pretty serious girlfriend who we didn't know about. I immediately called Hasada to see at w- how she was taking things, but... She seems super confused as to why she would be affected by this. It turns out Festus wasn't the guy she has a crush on. She actually likes a really good friend of mine, Gamaliel. Guys, listen. (laughs) She actually, so she, so she didn't like Festus. She actually liked Gamaliel, who Emma has a crush on. Okay. I never in a million years. How come Emma didn't name herself Guinevere or something? Like this is not fair. I never in a million years would have thought of Hadassah and Gamaliel together, and I actually do think he's way out of her league. Whoa. (laughs) Unbiased opinion. Not that there's anything wrong with her, but like Gamaliel's not really her type, you know? Uh Yet in retrospect, there are things that make me think he might actually like her, but at the same time, I've been really close with him basically my entire life. I know normally you suggest being upfront and initiating a conversation when interested in a guy who isn't making moves, but... I've been encouraging my friend to go after him herself. I realize I've been really dumb here, but what do I do? How old are these people? They didn't say. They didn't say. See, that's critical. Definitely college. You think so? I was going to. Oh, yeah. Okay. So your friend Harambe likes. It, just default, default, default to our regular average listener, which is like 25 to 35. Yeah. You know Apparently what I mean? it's no longer moms, which I just no, it's not moms anymore. that someone's mom listened and said, what is this? Why is this funny? Uh, <laughs> which that I heard that all the time growing up. Like I would do a bit in front of my mom. She'd be like, what is this? What is this? Are you this is supposed to be funny? Uh, tested in the fire. the a furnace of humiliation as the book of Sirach says. Um, 
So, so she likes, I'm going to rename these characters. So we've got Emma and her friend, Harriet and Harriet likes Fred. Um, and Emma likes Gamma meal. No, Frick, uh, Greg. So there's, I'm not sure who likes who in this question. Okay. So draw me one of those um, charts. So Papa loves Bombo, Joni loves Chachi, and Frick. Um Emma likes Emma and Okay, so Emma and Harambe are both girls. Can you pick can you pick Can you pick like four just four people? Are you drawing a chart? Yeah, I'm drawing it out. Okay. So E and H are ladies and then G and F are boys. So H likes F and E likes G. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so what's the problem? <laughs> she incur okay, so so Ethan Uh-huh. Sorry, no, Emma 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 and Ethan not Emma, not Ethan Emma. Emma, different Emma yeah. likes likes I, I got it. Emma and Hasada are friends. Yes, I got that. And there's two guys, Festus and Gamaliel. Got it, right. I have and them, Emma them. likes Gamaliel. Okay. But, but, and then Hasada says, Emma, hey, I like this guy. And Emma's like, oh, you must be thinking must about be thinking Festus. Festus. You should right. go after should him. after Festus right but now. But it was actually Gamaliel. Oh, a pivot. It was actually Gamaliel. <gasps> and, and, and she's like, oh, no, but I like Gamaliel. But do I do I go after him? Because I encouraged my friend to go after him, not realizing. It's a, it's a Shakespearean comedy of errors. I love so it. So Festus. Good news is you all end up married at the end. So Festus means nothing to this story is what I'm gathering. Festus is yes. just kind of an appendage. Festus is an append. Festus is a guy. He's just a dude. Festus, he doesn't even realize he's part of the story. Festus is a is a benign tumor to this. They tale. both like the same they guy. They both like the same guy. That was a lot of words to get to the. Okay, so you gotta go to your friend Harriet Tubman and say to her, "Listen, I know that I encouraged you to go after this guy. To be honest with you, I thought you were going after Festus." Now that I know that you're going after Gamaliel, I'm getting kind of jealous because I really like Gamaliel. Uh, let's let's talk about it. <laughs> or I have or yeah. how about this? You both okay? You both invite Gamaliel to the same Dairy Queen, and <laughs> too many Dairy Queens and Doctors and Dating Court. There are, and you both kind of sit in a booth. And then you say, you say to him together in unison, you have this, I cannot stress how important it is that you say this in unison. You have to choose between us. We both. <laughs> you also have to wear the same dress, dye your same, hair the same exact color. same dress. And, and stand at the end of the long hallway to the bathrooms in the back of Dairy to, Queen and make sure the janitor <laughs> flickers the lights on and off. You have to ride a little tricycle around the Dairy Queen. Um, <laughs> so you must choose between us. If you do not choose, we will fight in the parking lot. We will choose for you. <laughs> and we will choose for you by mortal combat. And then that, if that doesn't solve the problem, yeah, I, the only other option is to go, mm. to go on Dr. Phil. That's the next step yeah. up. So yeah. step one, talk to, uh, talk to Harriet. Step two, Dairy Queen fight to the death. Step three, Dr. Phil. If you're still not struggling then, you might just need to get uh, a restraining order. Yeah, um, I think talking to each other is good. Yeah. Uh, see, the added complication that Emma is experiencing does not does not diminish the effectiveness of communication. It does make communication harder in this case because you have to be much more <laughs> insistent. You have to be much more like, um, what's it called, uh, uh, resilient? Because mm-hmm. now you have to tell your friend, hey. I thought you were thinking about another guy. I accidentally told you to go after the guy that I like. I'm sure. sorry. This uh, changes I, what I said to you. I don't think you're a great match. You can say that that's biased. I don't really care. Yeah, um, I think that's yeah. that's fine. You just got to be honest. Or you just rush to Gamaliel and just say, like, you, me, Dairy Queen, right now, let's go. And then mm-hmm. you can you can just start dating before she even has a chance to get to him. Yeah. So you might just do the old loop-de-loo. But... 
that might not be best for your friendship. So yeah, loop de loop. I think what Patrick just said is probably the best course of action. Yeah. I also have um, a confession to make, Ethan. Oh, no. I've been reading the chat, and I think we got trolled. Well, I'm not re-recording a, 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 an answer to this question. No, so. no, no. I think we got trolled because um, apparently this is basically the plot of the book, Emma. Frick! And so it's oh. possible that someone said emma as like a little see here's the thing we're dudes we've not read we jane austen we don't know anything i've never read a jane austen novel no i haven't i've i've watched movies that i think are based on jane austen novels um mm-hmm. but i I've, I've taken a test on a jane austen novel and passed i read that but that's book. because i watched the movie uh jane Sense austen wrote, wrote that book um emily bronte right uh yes it was about that this girl that went and like Mm -hmm. was kind of like fell fell in love with it's about this girl named katie who's from south africa and then she moves back to america and she goes to a school and she meets three popular girls and tries to become their friends and ends up becoming more like them than she wants to it's about this girl who is a part of a family that's kind of down in the dumps lower income really struggling to provide for her family she illegally hunts but she gets what? called up into this game oh. <laughs> where she has to fight other kids. Yeah, okay. <laughs> it's about uh, this yeah. young nerd who finds out he's magic. Um, and he leaves his aunt and uncle and he goes to fight in a war that's bigger than him. And he uh, he he ends up having a, a, a duel with an evil fascist warlord who ends up having a deep connection to him as a child. And this is actually both Harry Potter and Star Wars. It's a story about this young girl who is a proxy for every teenage girl who thinks that she's unique because her personality is both introverted and extroverted. Divergent, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what we're talking about anymore. We might have been trolled, but I, darn it, that's a pretty good troll. So I'm sticking with my guns here, and uh, whoever wrote that in, darn you, uh, but write in a real question next time, coward. Yeah. Come on. Come on. Come on. And if, Emma, you're really out there and you're just really in tune with literature, I hope this helps. Um, uh, it's... Emma, Emma... Em, I don't actually think that's... We're not, we're not looking TV. it up. We're, we're not looking at the chat. podcast. I have to pee so bad. Oh, yeah. You can't do that live on the stream. No. <laughs> that's a different kind of stream. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, this was fun. We're not... We're probably not going to live stream the podcast every week. This will probably be a once in a while thing, but we just wanted to test it, wanted to get it on our calendars, start doing it. Yeah. Um, had some fun, uh, but we're going to keep streaming. So subscribe, follow uh, all of the things, and we're going to start making this another part of what we do. So uh, twitch.tv slash the crunch podcast, bit.ly slash crunch discord. Uh, and then obviously patreon.com slash the crunch. And those are all the places that you can go to find out what we've got going on. Uh, Patrick, do you have anything else for the people? In the never ending battle between man and technology, man has once again reigned victorious. Thank you all for listening. Please pray for us. We'll be praying for you and we'll see you all next week. mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.